back to episode three, season three. Deposit that little intro song here. <laughs> so we were talking earlier, usually we like title it, right? That's yeah. like the intro song. Congratulations, all-star, right? Thank you, yes, yes. Thank tonight you so you're going out to Vegas. I am. I leave tonight um, on the flight to get there. We have practice and stuff tomorrow and some um, other events, you know, with media and everything, just trying to get acclimated. And then we have the game on Thursday. Are we going for MVP? No, is it Thursday? Wednesday. The game's Wednesday. 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 Sorry. Are you going for MVP? I hope. Yes. I mean, yeah. You know, I just want to be my best, play my best, and you know, if if I think if I do that, then that's definitely yeah. That's definitely I always said like, look, a girl wearing a jersey is probably like the coolest, <laughs> hottest thing out there. Like, I don't know what you think about that, but like, it's like, oh my god, that girl's wearing a jersey. Like that brings me back to like, the early two thousands. You know, I love that more than anything. So, why don't you guys introduce yourselves individually? Go on back and forth however you want. Tell everyone who you are. You know, and then we'll get into you guys' story. Uh, ladies first. Oh, okay. Um, see that? My name's Gentlemen Benaj- still <laughs> exist. You see that, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Benajelani. Um, I currently play for the New York Liberty. Um, this is my sixth year in the league. Um, first year with New York. I've previously played for Atlanta, Indiana, um, Connecticut, and Chicago. I was drafted to Chicago. I went to Rutgers University, so I'm um, familiar with the area. You know, I grew up in Philadelphia, went to high school and everything in Delaware. And then on to Rutgers, and then you know now I'm here. Very cool. Yeah. I'm Jordan Hamilton uh, from Los Angeles, California. Went to uh, Dominguez High School in Compton. Went to University of Texas uh, and in Austin. Um, played in the league for five years. I played for, got drafted in 2011 by the Denver Nuggets. Um, traded to Houston Rockets. Played a little bit with the Los Angeles Clippers, and also finished my last season in the league in 2016 with the New Orleans Pelicans. Since then, I've been abroad for the past five and a half years, and uh, been doing that. So, looking forward to going back to Japan in August, and uh, looking forward to. How was that transition going from the NBA, yeah. obviously here, to overseas? You know, talk about competitiveness, and then obviously talk about you know going in a different country. That's yeah, a big, uh, big change. Ab- absolutely, yeah. Now. Um, you know, it's a it's definitely a it's a culture shock, big difference. You know, all I knew before was the states. I didn't know anything about playing abroad, but I had a good money opportunity to go to Russia my first year out the NBA, and uh, since then, you know, I've kind of been abroad ever since. And um, you know, it's 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 pretty smooth. Uh, I definitely prefer Asia over Europe. Um, Any reason in particular? Uh, from a basketball and a professionalism standpoint. I think uh, in Asia, you don't have any problems with, like, getting paid on time and, and things like that. In Europe, guys battle those type of things all the time. You know, it's tax-free money, but, you know, you might get a contract for half a million dollars, 50 grand a month, and, you know, you might only see about 300 of that, you know, and that's that can be tragic at times. But uh, Tax-free is worthless if you're not getting paid. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, in, in Asia, you don't, have, you don't have those type of problems. You get what I'm saying, and um, – you Is that because they're really trying to bring basketball to like another level up there, or what are you saying? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know, just Jap- Japanese people in particular, because uh, I've only played in, in Japan, Asia, and I just think that they hold themselves to a high standard. You know, they don't they don't want anyone thinking that they're not professionals. You know, they show up to the games with suit and ties. You know, the from a perspective of entertainment, you know, they got cheerleaders. That's something I've never really seen overseas sure. before, and uh, they have that in Asia. Um, you know, fan base is, is amazing, you know, and, and yeah, the basketball is growing like 
it's like grass out there, you know, it's 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 coming big time and uh I'm glad I'm able to be a part. You know, my older brother is also there. He's been there for over a decade. And um shout out to Gary Hamilton. <laughs> and uh he's been over there for a while, so and he uh, informed me that, you know, I told him I'm kind of fed up with how they're treating guys over there in Europe. And he said, you know, it's perfect time now. And I could say that I didn't make a better decision than making that jump from Europe to Asia. So. Now, you told your journey woman story earlier. You've been on a couple teams in a couple of years. What do you feel was your breakthrough moment? So I did a little bit of history <laughs> research, right? So, I, so I'm from Jersey originally, kind of by Rutgers. Okay. So I saw Rutgers. I'm like, all right. And then I saw within the past two years or so, I believe that you got released, you got cut, whatever the mm -hmm. case was, whatever the terminology is, and now look where you are. So I wanna hear the story. This is like excites me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming in, you know, um, my role was, was defense. Uh, I didn't have much can of you guard him. I can, you lock him down. She definitely cannot. <laughs> we, go, we go get into that, though. I'll, 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 <laughs> that's for a later chapter. Yeah, um, she can't guard me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was you know that was my role. I didn't have much of an offensive role, you know, on the teams that I was on, and um, you know I, I played in. I was drafted to Chicago, played there. I had a pretty good uh, rookie year, and then coming into my second year, I was starting off really well actually, but I ended up tearing my ACL really early. So that was you know something that I, yeah something I had to deal with, and then right before the next season you know, I had to have another surgery. So I wasn't even able to play that season. So I was out of the league for, for a year. And then I, I, I got healthy. I went back to Rutgers, did my rehab and everything there. Went overseas to, you know, make sure that I was comfortable, that I was, um, you know, feeling good and able to perform. And then I was picked up by Connecticut. So in Connecticut, it was kind of the same kind of thing, just like, you know, mostly defense and everything. I didn't play as much. And then um, I after that season, I was a free agent. So I ended up Going back with the coach that drafted me in Chicago, I went back with her in Indiana because I just, you know, I loved her as a, as a coach. Sure. And so I wanted to, you know, have the opportunity to play for her again. And then, um, you know, after that season, she was let go. So now, um, you know, we have a new coach, new coaching, um, new GM and everything. Um, just everything is really new. And, uh, you know, having conversations with, with them, you know, I thought that I would, you know, be a part of the team, be a part of the, you know, movement that pushed for, sure. you know, the winning culture and everything. And probably about two days before I have to leave, um, I was called and told that I was being let go. What'd you feel like? Give everyone like a look into that moment, you know? Uh, That's it was tough, you know? Um, I did. <laughs> I did. She, she was, At first, I was. Anyone would be, right? Yeah. At that level. Sure. On the phone call, like, I was really calm and everything. I didn't have um, too much to say because, you know, like, what do you say in that moment? You know, it is what it is. You've made your decision. But I just hung up the phone and I'm like, man, like, this really just happened. Like, just was not expecting it. Shocked. Because, you know, through that whole process, even, you know, in the offseason and everything, I had, you know, been working really, really hard, um, you know, and especially like during the quarantine, you know, I'm playing outside. We're we're in Vegas playing outside, you know, just trying. Two hundred degrees out there. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yes, super hot. Um, you know, just trying to do any and everything that I could do to just be ready for the season, and to get that phone call, it just like it almost felt like it was all for nothing, and just you know, with it being a pandemic and everything during that time, I just didn't know what my future would really look like, you know, if I would have the opportunity again. If, you know, anybody else would think that, okay, we want her on the team, you know, what value does she bring? And so, um, you know, it was tough. I, call, I called him 
and I um, spoke to my mom, and I was just like furious. And uh, is your mom your rock? Like she's yeah. your go-to. Yeah. What was your reason? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I spoke to her, and then I'm just I like I was literally just sitting there in shock. And then I got a message from him, and then I just like broke down because I'm like, okay, it was just it just all hit me. And then um, you so know you I released was, everything at that yeah, point. Yeah, I it. just yeah. It was like, okay, because I was trying to be like, oh, you know, I'm, cool. it, it, I'm, I'm all right. It's, I feel like you're like passionately, <laughs> I'm going to use the terminology, passionately composed. That's yes, what I'm picking up just, from you. Like, yeah. you got a lot of passion, but you hide it. No, yeah. No. And then I, it comes out. Yeah, definitely. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, I'm good. Like, it is what it is. Like, it'll be okay. And then I'm just like, man, like, it's not okay. I don't know what's going on. Like, I just, my mind was all over the place. And so I'm speaking to my agent, and we're basically just waiting to see what will happen next. Sure. Really, my me being picked picked up hung on someone else's decision whether they were going to sit out for the season, you know, going sure. into the bubble, sure. or if they were going to choose to participate. Like I'm literally just waiting. So you guys had your own bubble too? Yeah, yeah. yeah the women we had a bubble um, in Bradenton, Florida, at IMG Academy. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. And some and some of those girls opted to sit out. Yeah, like some of them didn't uh, didn't play. Didn't only play. a few NBA guys did, I think, right? Like one or two. There weren't that many NBA. Yeah, guys there that weren't. Did. There yeah. weren't that many. Yeah, there were a few. One one of my guys, Tre- Trevor Reza, he uh, he ended up sitting out. Yeah, just kids, I think, right? Or yeah, some some, some, some was going. Some personal stuff was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now you're waiting basically as like a free yeah, agent. Yeah, I'm just literally. I'm just waiting, and um, like I just I was so furious. I just sat there like I cried, I prayed, I. You know, it was just trying to stay busy. But, I mean, even through all that, like, I just continued to, you know, to continue to work out and everything. It wasn't the same because I just wasn't there mentally. Sure. But I'm like, I, I just have to stay ready. I got to stay ready. I got to stay ready. And so then probably, like, a week later, I get a call from um, from my agent. Well, in, in this process, I was speaking to teams. But it was just like, okay, well, we, we don't know. You know, we don't know what it'll look like. We don't know what this season. Sure. We don't know what our our players are doing. So it was just really just waiting. But I did have the conversations. I, I spoke to New York. Um, but later, I spoke to Atlanta, and I spoke to Connecticut. And so um, I'm waiting. And then two players from Atlanta decided to opt out. So she called me and she was just like, you know, how do you feel about coming here? Like, are you going to be ready to go? How are you mentally? And I'm just like, I'm ready. <laughs> like, I'm ready for, like, I've been ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like, how soon can you? I'm like, I'm ready now. Like, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I ended up going out there and we we're working out and everything because everybody had about a week in market before we had to head to the bubble to just, you know, um, get acclimated and everything Did for the season you guys and all that stuff beforehand? yeah so right. we, we quarantined yeah, we, tested every day yeah. um just to make sure everything was good before going into the bubble and so um yeah i'm just like i'm working out we're going through the different workout individual workouts and everything and sh- my coach she was just like you know the scouting report on you is that you can't shoot right and i was like i mean yeah, but she's like I've been training with the best. <laughs> <laughs> he Score. is a shooter. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, I don't know who told you not to shoot, but here I want you to shoot until you make until this you make the coach from Atlanta. Yes. Yes, Nikki Collins. Um the coach from Atlanta. And I was just like, Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, are you and that known was, to like back in the day, were you a scorer, were you a shooter, or were um, you, you known know, yeah, defense? No, coming out of high school and everything, I was um one of the top guards and you know coming out i was all american and everything and then went on to college and my my role changed a bit but i was still you know capable you don't of lose that if you can score yeah you can score. Right. 
And so I was still capable of scoring um, and everything. I think my senior year I, I averaged about 15, 16 points or so. Um, but we, we had a we had a, a pretty good team and everything, so the, the um, ball was moved around. But, um, yeah, coming out, it was just – I was on a really good team, and I think what they were missing the most was that defense, and that just was something that I was the really role. good at. Sure. And so that was that was my role. Sure. And um, – and so it kind of just like I just kind of got stuck with that, even like on all the teams that I had that I had played on until you know getting to Atlanta, and her seeing you know what I was capable of, and then just like unleashing me, pretty much. And so I kind of just took you know what she said and just ran with it. And it was like in that moment where I just felt like things started to change, and even you know getting ready for the pre- for the season, having those preseason um, games and everything. You know, I just was feeling really confident. And then as the, you know, games continue to go on and I'm, you know, playing well, you know, it just continues to fuel me. You so feel th- like you had nothing to lose at that point because you already lost everything in that moment that you had to I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm shooting. I'm yeah, tired. Yeah, there's nothing. At that point, there was nothing else for me to lose, you know. And, and I was finally with someone who, you know, saw what I was capable of on, on both ends and allowed me to just play my game. How empowering is that, though? So I know, like, coaches, and here's why I like, I say real life, like life after sports and all that, because like, you kind of control your own destiny. Yeah. You know, like, if you want to get up and do whatever you want to do, you could do that. And if you fail, you fail. If you win, it's probably up to you, right? Like, yeah. you have full control over that. How important is it in sports having somebody that, like, believes in you, gives you that confidence, and empowers you versus the opposite of, you know, don't don't shoot. You know, you missed three threes. Don't shoot anymore. Meanwhile, you're a shooter. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really helpful, you know, to just have that support and have someone who has that confidence in you. Cause it's easy to say, oh, you should have confidence in yourself, and you know, yeah. this this. But it's like it's not always that easy, you know. Um, especially when when you're on a team and it's not just about you, and so you just kind of submit to the roles because. It's about the team, you know. It's not about me individually. So regardless of whether I feel or know, you know, that I'm capable of, if that's not what what I'm asked to do, it's kind of just hard because now I'm just going out on a limb, like you know what I mean. So I and I'm all about team and like what's best for the team. So that was just you know me submitting to the role that I had been given, and you know even still in Atlanta, that was me submitting to the role that I had been given. Now my role was you know, to score and to produce and, you know, just play a, a full, complete game. And so, um, yeah, just having having that confidence and, you know, people that believe in you, like, it, it really, really goes a long way. Now, being drafted in the first round, obviously, you know, every year, Paso is probably one of the sports that only has really, what, seven, eight guys that get time in the game, give or take. Right. Maybe ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, well, lottery picks, they're always given an opportunity at some point. An extended opportunity. Yeah, right? yeah, like – you know, buzzer go off for somebody to sub into the game, and, you know, I'm looking over my shoulder to see if the sub is for me. Gotcha. Two minutes in, one minute in. And uh, just think the difference between, like, guys who succeed in the league and guys who don't really succeed is, like she said, you know, the opportunity. If the opportunity isn't really given to you, then it's just, it's just kind of tough. And I think I got caught up in that when I first came in. You know, George Carl, who was my uh, head coach with the Denver Nuggets, he just told me straight out, like, hey, Rook, you know, you could play, but – I don't plan on using you for the next two or three years. Flat out said that to you. Told me that, right? You know, I was in now practice. You're coming from an all, an all, literally an all. Yeah, right? I was, I was, I was an all-American in college. You know, I averaged, averaged uh, eighteen and a half a game, about seven, eight rebounds, like three or four assists. You know, and should, should, could have been a lottery pick. Should have been a lottery pick, but uh, 
you know, there were some character character questions, but about you? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, someone but, got the wrong write up. <laughs> right, 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 right. But uh, but uh, I, I, you know, kind of slipped because of that. And um, uh, with, with that being said, you know, that oppor- so that opportunity never really was given to me. I can say, and once uh, that third year, that next year, I felt like that fourth year where I think Coach Carl was going to let me play. He ended up getting fired, and he was the coach of the year that season as well. And uh, that was going into my third season. So when a new coach came in, Brian Shaw, and new management, because Masai Ujiri took the job with the Toronto Raptors, uh, they bought in the new GM, Tim Connolly, who was actually still there, and Brian Shaw, who was fired by the year. Was Shaw a Lakers guy? Yep, he yep, was, right? yeah, he was, he was with the Lakers. And um, he ended up getting fired. But, uh, you know, when new management comes in and they're, they're not really familiar with the guy, they didn't extend me for my fourth year, so yeah. So and since then, I kind of bounced around, and it was kind of hard for me to. I couldn't find home. Yeah, find a home in the league. So, uh, you know, I was I was offered a, a huge money opportunity in Russia, and I ended up taking it, just because I was so eager to play and I was so eager to get on the court again. So you still had, like the, for the love of the game, but you still wanted obviously the financial right. benefits from it. Right, right, right. And um, you know, it wasn't a wasn't much of a difference for when I took that job in Russia, money wise. You know what I was making, sure. and it was tax free. Yep, yep tax-free and I was a living situation was free they give you a car and all those other things and uh, made that jump and then kind of kind of bounced around but if I can go back in time I would say I probably would have took like the uh the the D-League route at the time it was the D-League now it's called the G-League that really didn't have as much hype as it does now now it's no now it's now it's crazy kind of cool yeah and I I think social media really really helped yeah really hyped up a lot of things because now you know everybody has a camera Sure. And even sure. you guys, you see guys clips from even overseas now, sure. seeing them killing it over there. And um, you know, but if I can go back in time, I probably would have, you know, did did the uh, did the D League at the time for about another year or two, just to see if I can get that another opportunity. Because you know, you look at her story, and she was, out there. She, yeah, she she was she was waived, and then a year and a half later, she's an all star. You get what I'm saying? And and the difference between players is not that guys can't play, but if you're given that opportunity. Right. Everyone can play. If you're at that level, everyone, yeah, everyone can play. Everyone. Right? Well, I'll say for Majority. It, it's, it's, tu- it's tougher for guards to get in the league, which I was a guard at that time, that transition. I'm a four-man now, but before I was a guard, it, guards kind of come a dime a dozen. But you can be big and not even that skilled gotcha. or talented, gotcha. but if you're big. If you're 7'2", you know, you're going to get a shot. Exactly. But, but now the NBA and basketball over the world is kind of going a small ball. So a I lot of sports in general. Exactly. Are, you know, you know? Exactly. And some of these bigger guys are, you know, kind of missing out on those jobs that they'll probably get before. Now those guys are kind of fading out. Not saying that, you know, no disrespect to the bigs that are out there doing their thing, but um Look at Jokic or whatever. Exactly. Name, right? exactly. He's, he's drilling threes exactly. like he's a shooting guard. Exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, the the biggest difference, like I said, man, it's just if you're given that opportunity, you know, you got you can't can't mess that up. You just gotta make sure you got your head on straight and doing everything you need to do to, to be successful. So I think every person in general, whether you're an athlete or whether you're an accountant, whatever you are, oh, right? absolutely. Like you, you come to that fork in the road. It's yeah. like, all right, you know, I'm asking for a promotion or a raise. Yeah. I'm not getting it. Yeah. At what point do you bury your head in the sand and go you know, spiral downward? Or do you say, hey, I don't like this role. Like you're boxing <laughs> me into this defense role. But meanwhile, I could drop 20 a game. Yeah. Like, What's your advice to somebody? I want to hear from both of you, both perspectives. What's your advice to somebody that's at that fork in the road where you, know, you go left and you go down the safe route, yeah. boxed in, or you go right and see if you can get out of the box? Uh, 
my advice to, to especially younger guys, um, any that are, yeah, <laughs> that are trying to work their way or you know similar situations like me, you know, just always you know a, a situation might seem better somewhere else, but you know stick it out to where you feel like they just don't want you anymore at all. You know what I'm saying? And staying ready so you don't have to get ready. You know, like like she did. You know, she never stopped working out. She didn't go into depression. She took it on the chin and she said, all right, this next season, I'm going to make them pay. And that's the attitude that I like that she did. And I wish I would have did the same coming in, but I was, you know. You not, know women are stronger than men, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can say. No, I'm not doubting that at all. You know, they, and they have, it's, it seems like they can have, have more patience at times, but, you know, that's just, you know, just depending on the person. Of course, I, and of I, was, I, I was impatient. I was just like, you know, play. I want to hoop. I want to hoop, man. That's well, it's just, not like you were a low-level athlete that like kind of worked no. the way that had a shot. Like, you were right. the guy. Right, right, right. And, you know, not given that opportunity, but still, you know, I was – Does it still I, burn you today? Does it still bother you today? No, nah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. You're still doing your thing. Right. And, I, you know, now if, if, if my pockets was empty, then I'd be it's like, yo. <laughs> but I've been, I've, been, I've been getting paid handsomely. So you're good. And, and, and I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, where I'm at. But I still want to, you know, even take it to another level. I want to be a superstar in Japan. This past season I was second in points and second in assists. And people really got a chance to really see. And like, yo, this guy can play. Now, does the NBA ever go overseas to look to bring someone like yourself back potentially or no? Um, they more so look at guys in the uh, in the Euro League. Euro League is like one of the top leagues over there. It's like supposedly second best league outside of the NBA. So it feeds the NBA now. Yeah. And, and sometimes those games are even on NBA TV and things like oh, that. Wow. Um, Euro Cup is another one, one step under Euro, Euro League. Like if you win the Euro Cup, your team can get sure. promoted to Euro League. And, you know, some of those teams also even go over and play, like, preseason games against NBA teams. You know, like the Real Madrids, the Barcelonas. You know, they've had those type of games. Um, Australia is another league that goes and plays NBA teams in preseason as well. I'm not quite – I never played in that league, but I know guys who – plenty of guys who played in that league. And they said it's pretty tough competition. Um, But – and I'll let her. (laughs) So advice to, let's say (laughs) – both young men and women, or even adults. So I find, like, right now, first of all, you know, kids have no guidance. I came up with a quote yesterday. I was driving home from Maryland, sitting my son screaming in the back. We're hitting traffic. I'm like, I got to get my mom somewhere else, right? So I came up with this thought, this quote, like, people do what looks good, but they forget to do what's actually good, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you think about that, it's like, yeah, I'm doing this because this looks cool for Instagram. This looks good for Instagram or social media, but it's not actually good for your game. Yeah. So like, what's your, and then the 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds, like, they just don't know. They're like completely <laughs> lost, right? They're at that fork in the road. But then you have that 20-year-old, 18-year-old that's at the fork in the road. Yeah. What's your advice to both age classes? I think to to just keep working hard, to keep going regardless, never settle. You know, never come become complacent with whatever it is that you're doing or or anything like that. You know, even though, you know, I am where I am now, like, I'm not complacent. Like, I just want to keep growing. I want to continue to get better. And I'm just doing everything that, you know, I know or that I think, you know, will just help me to continue to grow, you know, with the help of, you know, my support system, everyone around me. Um, and I think, you know, when you need to, like, you have to lean on them, like, you know, and just – yeah, I think that's really what it what it's about. Just continuing to work hard regardless of anything. Don't, you know, don't allow what other people think 
or you know what they had to say really define you because even for instance like my role was was always defense now I could I could have became complacent in that and just only worked on defense not even thought about a shot because I know that I'm not going to get many shooting sure. opportunities sure. and it, it just is what it is sure. but you know even through all of that I continued to work you know before after practice making sure that I was you know expanding my game regardless of whether someone thought that I should or shouldn't be doing that so it's and it's just you know knowing which what it is that you want you know having those goals and working at them you know little little by little and just appreciating the steps that it takes to get there you know we all want the the fast the fast route instead of just you know trusting the process and you know taking those steps to to get to where you want to where you want to be because nothing happens overnight sure you know i'm i'm in my i was in my fifth year last year you know six now but I could have easily, you know, just been like, okay, this isn't working for me. I'm not happy with, you know, my role. I don't like this. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just over it. No, it's like if you want this, like if you really, really want it, regardless of how long it takes, you just got to continue to work at it and keep going, keep pushing. How important is like locker room culture, right? You know, you have that wild card teammate. You got mm -hmm. the big name teammate that might be making the most money. You got the teammate that wants to just keep shooting regardless. You have the coach's favorite. You have all these different like elements, dynamics mm -hmm. that play into that. Talk about your current, from what I see from from afar, right? Just looking at again like Instagram stuff, right? Yeah. Is it seems like you guys have a pretty tight knit, pretty great culture. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, culture is very, very important. I've been on a variety of different kind of teams where you know the culture varies. But, you know, one thing that I can say about this team that I'm on right now, like, we have a pretty strong culture. And, you know, we're still learning. We're still figuring each other, each other out. Like, we're all new. But one thing we do have, we know we have each other. And I think that that's, that's really important because when you have, you know, all these different types of people and everything, you know, who want this, everyone wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be the man. Everybody, you know, just wants things. But it's just about really coming together and figuring out, you know, what's the greater good for the team, you know, having like goals, knowing that we all want to win, knowing where we all want to go and just knowing that we all have to get there together. There, No one can do it by themselves, you know, regardless of how good you are. You know, you always need everyone that's around you. And so it's just important to, you know, keep everybody together, you know, just um, continue to, to grow and build that chemistry both on and off the court. And you know, trusting each other through the through the process. And um, one thing that I that I can say about this team is it's, I think it's the best one so far in terms of culture and everything. That out of all of the teams that I've been on, we just don't have a lot of the issues that I've seen. Drama. Yeah, we don't have a lot of a lot of the drama and everything that you know that's that happens. Like you know, it runs it, rampant everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Regardless. Offices, yeah. Yes. Know, high schools. Yes. Yes. That's and, life. That's life. Nursing and, homes, you name it. <laughs> yeah, and so culture is definitely, definitely. Is a, there a one a person thing. or one catalyst behind that? Who is obviously everyone's you know, has a hand in that. Who's responsible for it? Is it the coach? Is it the GM? Is it? I think a it's a collective group. You know, it's it's everybody's responsibility. You know, um, and yes, you know, some people's responsibilities in terms of you know bringing that together is more. You know, I think it's the coaches. You know, sure. it starts at the top. The coaches, you know, the the team captains, the leaders on the team, just making sure to to bring everybody in. But then also, you know, you have to have accountability, accountability, making sure like, am I, you know, doing what's best for this team right now? And so I think that it's just a, it's a collective effort to build a culture. But it does, you know, fall more to just make sure that people are are staying in line and everything, you know, in terms of from the coaches to the captains, you know, who are who are leading the group. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's a collective effort. How important is it to remove the culture culture vulture they call them? Somebody that tries stealing your culture. How important it is it to get rid of them quickly, or do you try and like give them time? I think if initially you want to try and give them time, I think because D- depends how talented or non-talented that player. So you is. would wait. <laughs> so you would wait talent into that, for example. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. though they might be a distraction off I mean, the court or off the field, whatever. Yeah, basketball, I mean, well, sports in general, life in general, you know, it, everything's a business. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Johnny so, Manziel. Ex- ex- exactly, exactly. And, you know, if you're, genera- if you're generating in a certain amount of income, yep. they're going to deal with the, with the BS. You get what I'm saying? But if you're a guy who's, you know, can play but might not play much, and then, you know, they're going to ship you up out there. Quick. Quick. quick quick and you just got to be smart enough to understand you know how important do you want this job or how important do you want to be in this certain area you know and I think I think the coach you know identifying a role for whatever sport that you that you are doing as a coach it's important to identify those those uh, roles early because if you don't then your team can can run haywire and I've been on teams that you know had a coach to let you know hey you know George Carl did a great job that season, I think we had the best Denver Nuggets home record ever. Really? You know, yeah. That was, was Andre my, Miller there at the time? Andre Miller. That he was, was right? the year Iguodala was there. Yeah. Uh, that was my second year in the league. That was 2012 13 season. 2012 13 season. You can look that up. Coach George Carl was actually coach of the year that year and got fired. Why? <laughs> yeah. You lost in the playoffs? Or? Yep. Lost first round. And that's where he struggled. He um, Nine seasons he was there. I think he only made it out of the first round. Uh, once oh. I was with Melo, yeah, Chauncey yeah. Bullets and those guys. Oh, Melo was still there. Melo was there, yeah. They lost to the Lakers. That was the year the Lakers won a championship, and I think if, if they would have beat the Lakers, then they probably would have won a championship that year. But uh, but every year after that, he made the play. Uh, George Carl did a great job of putting his teams in the playoffs, but they was always known for for losing in the first round. So right? kind of Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, I mean, you're an Eagles girl, I believe, or not really? Um, or you're a Giants. Not, Giants. She rocking she rock <laughs> yeah, the, L, she's rock the LT jersey yeah, right now. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's in New York, so she's representing. She's representing for New York. But, um, but yeah, uh yeah, as far as sports, man, as as the coach, I think it starts with the coach, and then you know your your leader and whoever that the best player is, and you know you just look at all of LeBron's teams, and I think you know they always say he play, they call him Le GM <laughs> because he he brings the type of players in that you know obviously can help his game, yep. but more yep. importantly, you know he's like yo, I'm gonna straighten this guy or help this guy, and look what he did with the teams that he's had or the teams that he's played for, and you know those guys fell in line. And, you know, for the ones that bought in, I felt like it worked and they won. Like, I don't think that Cavs team that beat the Warriors were more talented. They had no business winning that, right? Right. But they they pulled it out and – On paper, at least. Yeah, exactly. They they pulled it out and, you know, they beat the team with the the best NBA record of all time. You know, that that speaks volumes. And just let you know that, you know, if you get a bunch of guys who can just say, we're going to sit down we're going to buy in, then it can work. So – do you find so in like the corporate world, a lot of employees are overthrowing bosses or like running the bosses, which yeah. obviously is the reverse of how it should be. A lot of players are running teams. Like the head coach is kind of just there as a figure. Mm-hmm. Do you find that to be true? Not, not in the women's game. No, I don't. I don't know how it is. Well, um, you guys don't have ego. That's yeah, you know, got, <laughs> yeah, men we, got egos. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, not in the women's game. It's pretty much ran by the coach and everybody else. Kind of just. Um, it just trickles down from there, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know how it is for you know for the men or anything. Um, is it LeBron? Like you said, LeBron's like the actual right. coach of the team, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, well, the you know the players are the ones that are playing. You know, if you can just get a coach that obviously knows his X's and O's, and you know can can form a good team, it's more so. More, I would say it's more so the players, the players. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's a players league, and um, you know I think it, it always will be, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, even though coaches are starting to get paid more uh, money than before, players are still. You know, you got guys on the team. What do you? What can you really tell a guy that's right. making two hundred million dollars? Right. You're making three mil. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, so, with that being said, you know, the the players have to have to say. I don't know. I don't know any any fan that went to a game that said, "Hey, I want to watch the coach." Coach's parent, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, so, with that, being, they're they're coming to watch the players. It's a players' league. I think it always will be. But uh, the coaches, you know, I think with a good coach who can kind of connect with the players, because I'll, I'll I'll say this, you know, um, I think Doc Rivers is a great motivator. I don't necessarily think he's a great coach. So should he be maybe like a specialist or an assistant coach or something like that? You think? Well, again, just talking out loud. Uh, uh, with with his resume, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he played. I mean, because I played under Doc Rivers, and you know, I on can, the Clippers. I, yeah, and I I could speak on that. You know, I don't necessarily. He had a great supporting cast with the assistants. Yep. You know, uh, Lawrence Frank was there. Uh, Mike Woodson, those guys. They did uh, Sam Cassell, um, and uh, Doc Rivers. You know, I. You know, Big Baby said that he was lucky as hell they won that that championship at that time. But um, you know, I wouldn't go as far as saying that. But I will say that he's more of a motivator than he is an actual coach, and he does a great job motivating. I mean, he is a place for that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't never think that he'll take my personal opinion. I don't know. I don't sure. think that he'll ever you know take an assistant coach's role just because of at this level. Yeah, yeah. Tax record. Exactly. But um, and he'll always have. I think that he'll always have a job. You know, though somebody's gonna give him a head coach. Do you find like a player like yourself, for example, would rather a coach that has played? I'm just using Jason Kidd as an example, right? Yeah. Played, considered probably to be one of the better players of all time, Jason Kidd, or is that fair uh, Yeah, he's. I mean, I think he's one of the one, one of the better. He's top guards, ten. Right? Yeah, he's a top ten point guard all time. So, you would know? you rather play for somebody that's played, that's done it, that's been, and that could relate, or would you rather play for like a Popovich, for example, right? Because he never played in the league. I don't think he's coached. Yeah, yeah. I, from play? my understanding, from my understanding, I, he might have been a play, I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I, don't know. I can't. He's been coaching for it. But I, I think but as long I, as we've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I've known. Uh, I, I played college ball with with Corey Joseph, and oh, yeah. uh, and I talked to I talked to C. Joe about about Coach Pop, and you know everybody loves him. Is he still on the Spurs, Corey Joseph? No, he was just with Sacramento, I believe. He was on Toronto for a minute. Yep, right? in Toronto. Then I think he went to Indiana, and then he went to now he's with Sac, and I believe he might be a free agent now. I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, he might be with he might I think he's still with Sacramento. But uh, but with that being said, you know he he loved Pop, he loved Pop, and you know Pop gave him a plan, you know. Was sending him down to the to the D League. That's when you know teams were. I think they still do. I believe they still do. Sending guys down to to, to develop them and letting them get playing time and things like that. And he formed him into a great player. And he found his niche by just being like a defender and uh, and you know backup point guard. And he's been doing a great job doing that. Made a lot of money. And um, I've known some other guys who play for Pop who who loves him. So uh, do you I know anybody that hasn't liked him? I've never heard anybody say anything bad. I think people want to work for him, like meaning yeah, like right. they want to show up right. and overachieve for him. Yeah. I can say, I can say this too. Uh, C. Joe told me that um, the way he yelled at him as a rookie, 
he was doing the same thing to Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Mano Ginobili. And so it wasn't a matter of like talking down to him. It just nah, it's accountability. And I've played for coaches that might not say anything at all to the guy who's making that sure. $20, $30 million sure. a year. Can't. But come at me crazy telling me, hey, you know, shoot that shot again and we're going to cut your ass up and stuff like that. So, sure. So it's been th- it's been it's been times to where I was like you know I, I saw both ends of it but uh, I'm it's a hard. guy and I'm also a guy who never really take things personal I mean no 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 not at all I'll do, probably do you think because you've always been at that elite level like you just you're so confident in your ability that you kind of like brush that off yeah to to a degree I mean it, it hit home sometimes like sometimes you go home and you like shit I haven't gotten a game for for three months Still but you know it. It. yeah <laughs> but uh one thing that andre miller used to always tell me he used to say stay like i told her before you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready and um that kind of stuck with me because you don't ever want to find yourself out of shape and then you know opportunity comes and you're not ready for it and it's like well damn you How know what i'm saying scramble yeah, exactly exactly but um like i said i was just in a rush to to get back on the court and start hooping again then i took that russia deal and and I think that sometimes, too, that can kind of be, be frowned upon because uh, one of my buddies who I played for in my rookie year, Al Harrington, sure. he told me. Indiana uh, boy, right? Yeah, he went to, he went to Indiana. He, he was, was a lottery he, pick, right? Uh, I th- he was first round. He was early. But, yeah. but you know, he's, he's from Jersey, though. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's from Jersey. And, um, he played for the Knicks, too, I think. For a, played for the Knicks, yep. Played for the Knicks. Right. And, uh, and, he told, and I had a conversation with him at his house before I was about to make that move. And he was like, I mean, that sounds like good money, but – you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, you go over there and you kind of get, you know, yeah, you get, you get, you get lost in the sauce. And that was before, that was 2015, before social media was as big as sure. it is today. Sure. You know, now we got podcasts and stuff sitting here today, doing this. And um, so he told me, out of sight, out of mind. So when I made that move, he was just like, yeah, but you know, try and just stick it out. Go to the go to the G League, the D League, and I was like, ah, cause I've, I've been sent down before. I was like, I'm not really trying to go that route. I'm trying to I'm trying to play for real and make you know the same real money. Yeah, and um, I did that, and I can honestly say, sitting back, you know, five six years later, like he was actually right. <laughs> you know, I probably should have been a little bit more. Yes, patient. I know, cause you don't know what it played out. You could have gone the Absolutely. first game, torn your ACL, right, and not be right. playing right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Five years ago, it ain't yeah. happening. <laughs> we ain't going back in time. <laughs> right, right, right. But you never know. I mean, look, I think that that's a choice that you made. For sure. And now you've for made sure. the most of it. Right, right. And 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 it's and, and it's panned out for me because I've I've put myself in a position where you know, resume wise, people look at it and be like, hey, well, we know this guy won't come here for chump change. You know, we got to pay this guy no matter sure, what. Sure. And but, now you're performing to deserve that. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, like I said, you know, I'm 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 not I'm fine where I'm at. You know, my agent's been doing a good job of placing me in good situations. And uh, now and is your agent based here in the United States? No, he, he yeah yeah he's based here. He's in uh, he's in Los Angeles. He's in Los Angeles, and um, he's been he's been doing a good job of helping me and doing some things. Also making uh, he's going to start helping me making some investment. He's he's a he's a he's a great smart. business guy. Real smart. You yeah. need that in your corner. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, how is it playing in a big, the Big Apple? How's it playing in a big New York market? It's it's been great. You know, I, I really um I really enjoy New York and just the atmosphere and everything. Um, you feel alive here? I do. Yeah. No, it's great. And it's it's you know it's not too far from home. Um, on yeah. the other teams that I've that I've been on, you know, it's further away. Besides Connecticut, but it's still you know a Different. bit of yeah a bit away. Yeah. Um, you know, now like my family, they come to every home game. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so so that's nice. I and hope you got them on the floor. 
No, they don't. Family, if you're listening, you need some floor seats. <laughs> no, they're not on the floor, but they sit. They have good seats. They joking. they sit pretty close, close enough for me to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I come to the games, I'll rather be behind behind rather than being on the floor. Back, we see more. Yeah, you see yeah. more. And I, and I uh, I like to I like to talk my trash. Uh, about about B when she's not doing something right. I don't want her to hear me to knock her off her game. Got you, got you. When we get so home, you're sitting way up in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when we get home, I uh, I give her my because uh, when I go to games, I don't view the games as a uh, just watching. I it's view it as a, like I'm there, yeah, like I'm like you. I'm scouting I or something. You. And mm-hmm. I give her my feedback, and she she responds to it well. She's good at taking uh, constructive criticism. I feel like you deliver it well. <laughs> like those character flaws whenever yeah. we had a question in the beginning, I don't believe in those. Yeah. Now, when I'm upset at something, like when I'm hooping and stuff, I'm not a good person as far as my delivery. And well, I, you're in she, the moment. Right, right, in the moment. But, you know, if I'm just at the games and things and we're at home just chilling, then that's when she responds better to my, to my feedback. What's your biggest education point or criticism to her game right now. I know she's an all-star. I know she's yeah. killing it. You know, she's, she's the queen of New York. I think yeah. I gave you that name, by the way. So if anyone <laughs> ever calls you the queen of New York, came from me. She, yes, yes. So, uh, what, you know, and she, and she likes a nickname, Queen B. She loves Beyonce. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I do love Beyonce. Next time, we're going to have you back on. Probably solo to really get into this. We'll play a little Beyonce yes, intro yes. song for you. <laughs> What's but, the criticism? Like, right now, where, where's her most improvement yeah. going to come from? Uh... All around player, you know. Even I, she didn't even mention that uh, last year she was uh, she was first team all defense, and uh, she continued to do that. Uh, my biggest thing is it just for me it's game to game. It's not nothing in particular that she doesn't do or anything like that. But you know, it might be a game you know to where I feel like she could have done things differently. You know, and in, in in from her a player nights. standpoint, from a player standpoint, yeah. But as far as just all in all, she's been doing just a great job of of being consistent on both ends of the floor. So I can't really pinpoint one specific thing, but just depending on how the game went that night, I'll give her my feedback. Is he your toughest critic or are you your toughest critic? I, I it it might be our mom. Mom? Yeah. I mean, she tells you. <laughs> <laughs> she feels it. I think, I think um, I'm my toughest critic. I think there's nothing that anybody can say that's like I haven't thought. either thought or like thought worse of. Like yeah. sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you know, man, or I'm just like on myself, and then it takes somebody else to be like, "Well, look, it actually wasn't that bad." You know, it was. Look at this. This is actually what happened. You know, and t- it's just because I'm so I'm so competitive. You know, and I'm a, a bit of a perfectionist. So if it's like if it's not perfect, it's not good enough. You, so you know? guys like, compete amongst each other. Like, you guys play horse and all that stuff, or you guys pass we, that? We have no. We we played. Uh during, cor- during quarantine, yeah. bowling. I don't know, what do you I, I, I'll tell you this right now. During quarantine, we, we was <laughs> it gets we pretty was, heated. We, we was working out, and I had I had a couple of my boys. That, uh, some of uh, one one of my boys went to college for ball, and my my other two boys they played uh, AAU ball with me growing up. And I gotta say, she was busting them up, but you know she couldn't use those moves on me. You know she tried to. She tried to give me some of those moves and uh, and now uh, blocker shot off the backboard. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. don't play with guys. With guys, first of all, right? I mean, are people that tall in, in WNBA or not? Really? Um, I mean, there are quite there? a few. Yeah, yeah. there are about four or so that are about his height. Yeah, 
But um, and I'm six seven. I'm six seven. Right, so. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. You got some good practice over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get good practice. But yeah, no, we're we're very competitive when it comes to things. We play we play games. We play Uno, um, different kind of cards. It's not games. just basketball. Yeah, yeah it's not just basketball. I think it has to be right. Like, I feel like you guys are both making each other better. I think that's where people get lost in relationships in mm-hmm. general, right? Like yep. in a business relationship, personal relationship, whatever. Like yeah. if we're boys, I'm supposed to be helping you get better, and vice versa. Yeah. Like if I keep pushing you to get better, but it's not right. being reciprocated, it's like. At what point does that relationship fall off, you know? So I think that's super important and crucial. Yeah, I mean, we do a really good job of it, Um, you know, both of us. Like, just even right now, like he said, he's always giving me feedback, you know, just to help me improve and just become the player that that I want to be. You know, he continues to push me, making sure I'm my best. And, you know, I I try to do the same thing for him when he's in season. So, I mean, we we definitely have that where we just want to see each other succeed and, you know, both individually and together. So I think that, you know, that's a really um, important dynamic of our relationship. Has it always been that way? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. yeah. And, and, it's, and it's never never taking things personally. You know, if, if somebody say something, you know, and, and they mean well, you just gotta know, like you might be bummed in a moment, right? but if you really don on it and look back, like, you know. Could be a rea- reality check. Exactly, exactly. And, and I'm all for that. You know, I'm, I'm good at taking criticism. As before, you know, when I was younger, I used to always think yeah, I had it all nothing. figured out. Right, right. But now, as I got, I'm 30 now, and you know, I'm looking back at a lot of things that I probably could have done differently. You know, I just try to pass along that advice. I got two younger brothers as well who are pros, uh, Isaac and Daniel Hamilton. Still in the league. Uh, Daniel played in the league for a season with the Atlanta Hawks two seasons ago, and now he's he's playing uh, ball abroad. And and Isaac Hamilton went to UCLA. Um, He's just been he's just been playing abroad. Did a couple seasons in the G League, so you know I try to give them as much advice as I can. Sure. You know for some of the the mistakes and some of the things that I did do right. You know as far as their careers go, and uh, hopefully they can follow along and you know you know milk the cow and get as much money as they can. So so we can all form something nice. You build a little empire for yourselves. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's my next step in life. You know is to start making some. You think that's the evolution. Yes. Making making investments and and doing things like you know for instance not to put her business out but after she's done playing she wants she wants to start up daycares really yeah you love kids I do love kids I have a nice almost three year old that you can have you can get practice on I won't charge you you know you do all that and um, and uh, that's something that I also want to I want to help her invest in. Um, I think that's so critical and crucial. So again, mm-hmm. I have an almost three-year-old. He loves him. I said, I'm going to see Jordan. He's like, the basketball player? You know? <laughs> I'm like, yep, that one, right? And he loves Greek Freak, by the way. Yeah. Greek Freak's got you by a little yeah. bit. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, you know, I take him to the park. I'll give you an example. I take him to the park like two or three times a week. I have him 50-50 custody. Okay. And we go to the park, and he's there. Like, you know, he'll tell you, like, he's like, He's two and a half going on 12 and a half, right? <laughs> and he's there. And you see all like, the little kids that are two, four, five, six, seven, however years old. And they're on leashes. They're on, they're wearing masks. They're wearing like long sleeve mm-hmm. shirts and pants. It's 100 degrees out. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm yeah. sitting here, like, probably my shirt off, like, I'm dying <laughs> over here sweating. And the people, the chaperones, the daycare advisors, like, they don't care. And again, not that it matters, but like, some barely speak English, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like, I'm all for like learning languages, but like, you're not watching the kids. You're not communicating with them in their language. Like you don't have patience with them. You're yelling at them. You have them on leashes. You have them like, what's going on here? You know. Yeah. So I think that's so rewarding. I got like chills when you said that because if we bring legitimate good people into that world, 
D League. Okay, that's the real D League. You're developing the youth mm -hmm. to like become better people with the right yeah. role models yeah. and the right examples. And yeah. it's funny that you say that because that's actually you know one of the the major reasons that I want to is just to provide you know a better you know place for for children because I've safe, seen like safe you, haven. A, yes a safe haven like a home away from home. Yep. Because I've seen, you know, like just different videos of, of people who are supposed to be caring for a child, and it's just some of them are disgusting. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. Mm, there's like, no it's care just, involved. No, None. it's just unbelievable. Brutal. And so, um, and that's why I want to do it. Like when I finish, I don't want to do it now because I want to be really hands on with with my business and just making sure that sure. everything is up to par and being handled the way that you know I would want it handled. You know, um, people, like you said, they don't watch the kids. They don't care. Careless. But if it's, you know, if this is my business and I, and I have these kids coming in, you know, I want them to be treated as if they were my own kids. Sure. You know, to just be provided with some place that, you know, they, they can learn and some place that where they feel safe and just can en enjoy that process. But also, you know, getting a great education during that, just having fun and, and building those relationships. So, you know, it's something that's really important to me. I do love kids. Um, kids are our future. And I think, you know, the just being at, at a daycare like that's where kids start to learn the most you know that they spend most of their time sure. at th those are the the ages where they're learning and starting to comp comprehend everything and so it's just trying to give them that foundation a, a really really good foundation so that they can be successful in whatever it is you know that they're doing as they continue to grow did you major in like education or early childhood yes development? I, um, I majored in um labor studies and minor in chi early childhood education wow that's where your passion is yeah we have basketball this is like, i feel like you <laughs> yes, no, i said I, basketball <laughs> you're like stone cold face i said kids you're like yeah oh, no man. i i do I, I love kids and i just you know just want to give back you know that's something that my mother has always instilled in us um, is your mother still in philly uh, she lives in Delaware. She oh, lives Delaware. in Delaware. Yeah, but she she goes back to Philly um, all the time, and she she just recently stopped. But she's always giving back to the community in terms of um, you know going teaching skills. Like that was her always her way of, of giving sure, back. And sure. she you know she does other things now, but like that was her her main uh, like where she built her foundation, going up to Mallory Recreation Center in Germantown, um, PA, and just every weekend in there, just having all the kids come, not charging. You know, just providing an environment where they can have fun, feel safe, and and learn. You know, to to play the game. It's crazy how smart they are. They little kids. Yeah. And, and not to cut you off, but shout out to Miss Laney. She, she's a <laughs> she's an NCAA uh, champion. Oh really? That's what. No, yeah. not champion. They they played in the first ever NCAA championship. Yeah. Who'd she play for? She played for Cheney State University. Okay. Yeah. Um, back when it was a Division One. Wow. Um, school. She played. We actually played for the same college coach. How yeah, cool coach is Stringer, that? Yeah. No, it's it's really cool. But they didn't they didn't win. They did not win. Oh, but they were. But they were there. She's still a the champion in his and eyes, and right? Yes, <laughs> she was an All American there. You know, she's she's a champion in her own right. Wow. Um. Yeah. And so just you know, growing up and seeing you know what she, she was did, your role model. Yeah. She, exactly. You know, and they didn't have you know the WNBA or anything when she came out. It was you know strictly overseas. And so um, it, it just makes me proud to be able to you know, do all the things that sure, she couldn't, sure. you know, and just legacy. Yeah. Having that, su that support from her and just, you know, just really showing me what it looks like. And so, you know, everything that I do is, is you know, it comes from her, you know, even just the daycare centers. It's in a different form, but it's just it's just my way of, you know, giving back to sure, the community sure. and just, you know, wanting to, to make a place better. It was funny. I was like. What year did the WNBA really take off? In the 90s, I remember. Like yeah, late. 25 years ago. This is the actual 25th season, yes. 
So that was like 96, let's call yeah. it, give or take. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was in the mall with like Foot Locker. After, I, I forget what I was going to buy, but it was like literally 95, 96. I was like nine years old, right? So I walk in, like they have this like, little roped off area. So like I was like, a little like annoying ass kid. Like, <laughs> what's that? You know, like why is there ropes here? They're like, who's coming here? And I forget who it was. Was it Weatherspoon? Was she like the first? Yeah, Teresa Weatherspoon. It was, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't know WNBA. Like there was no like TV WNBA. So I walk in and I remember she was sitting there and like she had like, all like WNBA balls with like she was signing autographs. So she's like, come over here. Yeah, I'm like this little nine year old kid. I was a little, probably a little fat at the time. You know? <laughs> so she's like, I want to sign this for you. And I actually signed the ball. And she's like, you're the only dude in here. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. But like I always like, from when I was like growing up, like nine, ten, eleven, like always like had like an admiration for her because she like called me over, yeah. you know. Like, I'm like, oh, I didn't care that she was a woman or I didn't know what the NBA, WNBA was, but like, ah, oh, this girl gave me an autograph. Like that's kind like I felt special, yeah. you know. So like, it's so important making that statement in a child's life, forget male, female. Like, that's still cool, you know. Like, I don't know. I have this big problem where like athletes don't always sign autographs for kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I remember, and I didn't play. I played college football, but like I didn't play play. I played yeah. special teams. We would like, well, I was in the Bronx, played at Fordham. Okay. And we would walk out of the game, and like, there'd be like a ton of kids from the Bronx there. Like, yeah, they had like their own like, little section. Like, they would ask me for an autograph. I'm like, you don't want my autograph. Yeah. Like, my autograph's going to the NFL. You didn't even want his autograph. But yeah, they didn't care. They don't. They just wanted someone that looked the parts right. time. Right. You know? Right. And like, you never know what impact that could go from like, this kid has a terrible household, like, abusive oh, yeah, household, absolutely. like, neglected. Yeah. That little ball that you sign could be like his shining moment that yeah. takes him on to the next inspiration. Level. Yeah, it's that's inspiration. like I want to get out of here and I want to do this, yeah. and I see that I can do that because of this person. I'm yeah. a football player, you know. I'm like, you don't want my autograph, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think that's like so cool how you can make an impact in such a little way, but it goes such a long way. Yeah, absolutely. So as we close up the episode, we always leave the listeners with one thing to deposit back to their memory bank, like one thing to take away. You guys have given obviously a ton of value, a ton of inspiration. We're gonna go back and forth. You guys pick who chooses first this time. <laughs> um, what's one thing you want people, listeners, take away from this episode to not only remember you for, but to help improve their overall life? I, oh, I oh we got <laughs> ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. No, I think you can take this away from both of us. You know, just continuing to, like I said, work hard and just go after what it, whatever it is that you want, regardless of the position that you find yourself in. Um, I know some like some days it can be hard and you might feel like it's for nothing, but when you really want something and you pray about it and you do everything that you can do to make that happen, regardless of the timing, it will happen and it can be bigger than you ever imagined. Like just because of the role that I had, I would have never imagined that I would have been an all star. You know, I would have never imagined that I would have finally got that break. Is that still like a surreal feeling? It is, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm really happy and just, you know, proud of you myself. You better keep that all-star jersey <laughs> sign it, hanging on your wall. I'm telling yeah. you that much. Yeah, no, for, sh- for sure, definitely. But, yeah, just to, you know, whatever it is that you want, just, just go after it regardless of what anyone has to say about it. And keep shooting. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> never stop doing that. <laughs> what do you got, Score? Uh, just seizing every opportunity. Um. And most importantly, you know, just being patient, you know, and, and being at peace. Um, those are the, those are some of the main things because, you know, sometimes we can, all, like I said earlier in the episode, you know, we can always sometimes be in a rush. And it's, it's it's no rush. You know, just let it happen. Stay in a gym or workplace or whatever it is that you do. You know, making sure that you're trying to perfect your craft at the best that you can. and um, And also controlling what you can control. 
You know, some things might be out of your control, you know, whether if it's a, a living situation, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, where you're at, at your job, you know, some things that, you know, somebody might not like you. You get what I'm saying? You can't control that, but you can control, you know, being on time. You can control, you know, being a professional no matter what. You know, you can control those things and uh, you can control effort, you know, the type of effort that you give on a daily basis. And uh, and those are some of the things that I always try and live by today, which has helped me, you know, as I've gotten older, as I matured, you know, prior to, you know, me being a live wire in my younger days, I'm, I'm much more mentally ready for a lot of things that's been happening for me now and um, and deposit that. I appreciate that, guys. So if anybody wants to challenge either one of them, I'll put $1,000 on them over you. I don't care who's watching this. <laughs> 202. Um, make yeah, sure you go pick up their jerseys. You got jerseys for sale over there? How does that work? Yeah, uh, well, in, J in Japan, you yeah. can buy it over there. Over there. But um, one thing I can do, hey, I can put like a link in my bio. And Perfect. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, they, can, maybe sure, they can buy sure, it, and sure. I'll, uh, I'll do that. We'll we got a lot of loyal listeners, you know. Okay. Like they love fans. And, okay. You know, yeah. Again, like they'll support you any way yeah. possible. So what, yeah, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll I'll put some stuff up later on when I'm I'm headed over August second. So uh, once I do that, I'll I'll have that uh have that ready for you. And if they want to watch their games, are your games televised like YouTube or stuff like that? Or uh, she can tell you better on how it works. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, she, follow her. <laughs> she'll post the link. Yeah. There there is a there is a link, but you have to have a VPN. A VPN. Okay. Watch, yeah. A Those VPN smart people will figure that out. Yeah. I don't even know what a VPN is. But yeah, you gotta get that VPN. Yeah, VPN. Just go to the go to the site, and then you're you're able to um to watch. When I took my son to the Nets game, I texted him. I said, "Yeah, I want to get your jersey, like for him. You know, yeah. you start him young, be a number one fan. <laughs> they they, they just, don't even sell your jerseys. They, they actually I, just started. They, they just started. They, they do, just started. And then they sold out. And they sold out yeah. fast. It's a good problem, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a good problem. Good yeah. problem. <laughs> so everyone buy her jersey. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Appreciate you guys taking the time Appreciate to come you. on. Thank Good luck you. in the All-Star game. Thank Good luck so when you head back overseas. Be Appreciate safe as always. And uh, we look we look forward to seeing the next 10 years of your guys' evolution. But I know I'm rooting for you both, man. Thank you got you so number much. one fan for both Absolutely. of you guys. Appreciate, so appreciate you guys. Appreciate you.